Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Vic Malyala, who is the Managing Director and President EMEA and SVP Worldwide FAE Solutions and Business Development. Well, we're almost out of time, Vic, because that title took us a long time to get to, but I guess you've earned all of them. How are you doing today? Very good, Rich. Thanks. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So the reason for having you, you know, we want to talk about Supermicro and its products and how that affects the embedded developer. But the um, the real impetus here um, was the Sapphire Rapids launch that Intel mm -hmm. did. Um what does that mean? Let's put that into context for the embedded developer. Um, is is this a step function of performance that somebody needs to be concerned about, or is it just a little bit better than what we had before? Where does this one fit in? Um, the answer is uh, not going to be as trivial as you can expect, because Intel over the years has this massive product line uh, that is ranging from Avaton to like an eight socket type of thing, right? And uh, as we look at uh, the customers that are adopting these uh, platforms, uh, they also are evolving based on the customer requirements. So, you know, case to point, you take an automotive industry. I mean, all of a sudden now we are having a requirement for a Xeon scalable processor uh, to be used, which was never thought about, right? And we were thinking like, you know, use like a Xeon, uh, uh, let's say Ice Lake D type of thing, or, you know, going into like an ARM, uh, not ARM, like, you know, like an Avaton type of thing, right? <clears throat> But then uh, all of a sudden the requirements are also changing. You know, when you start putting these high power CPUs in this environment, yeah, okay, it's going to give all that performance, but will I be able to use it in an industrial environment? Will I be able to uh, have the same long life cycle that I'm expecting from something that is a lower power processor and uh, whether the cost function makes sense, you know, what happens to the dust, the vibrations and all these things that impact uh, these things. So, um, when we look at the applications, uh, that's what we started to think a lot more than before and see how it is relevant. And luckily, the processor range that is being uh, supported by Intel, um, you know, is having a broader, uh, you know, GDP for the processors and people can uh, take advantage of it and get what is right for them. And that also kind of drives uh, the platform definition and pla you know, the form factors and all those things for us. Um, that, that's one example. And um, we also have seen where the, uh, the type of data that need to be analyzed at the edge, uh, it's actually increasing in size and uh, uh, not everything uh, need to be uploaded to a central location before something can be done. You know, think of like inferencing and all those kind of stuff. So we are seeing an uh, increased interest in uh, multi-node uh, that actually brings yet another, uh, let's say, uh, ability to manage them uh, in a remote uh, uh, branch offices or the you know the the data center that are close to the edge and whatnot, where again uh, having something like a Xeon scalable processor makes a lot more sense uh, because now you are virtualizing your workloads and you are actually bringing all the you know, features uh, that is coming from Intel and especially think about all these uh, new things. I mean, I'm not sure how familiar or the audience is, but uh, if you think about the on-demand features that Intel is bringing into uh, these processors. Now, all of a sudden, you can actually take uh, the same configuration and deploy it in different uh, uh, 
uh, let's say environments and based on what you are trying to uh, do and if it actually can benefit from the accelerators now you can enable them on demand and go run with it so super excited on that aspect because it was never available before right it's something that new that got introduced and um, as people are uh, i mean pausing for a second and looking at how the workloads are evolving five years ago versus now the changes are insane right so now you know if you go in that um, and all of a sudden you don't know what will happen two three years down the road having this flexibility to enable features on demand is going to be huge incremental value very good with a new processor announcement it's non-trivial to be designing around this new processor but where the rubber really meets the road is is on the software side so what changes do you guys have to make and your customers have to make to be able to incorporate all these new features, functions, technologies that the new architecture brings? I think it's the incremental effort. I think much of the heavy load uh, or weight is taken by OEMs like us, uh, mainly because, you know, as we know that, you know, Intel uh, took a long time to launch these products and it is good and bad with it. The good part is that the platforms are well vetted and, even better is that Intel has been in this uh, specific verticals for a long time. So ecosystem is very well established. So most of the stuff that is actually being introduced is in terms of like <laughs> BIOS and firmware and whatnot. That is something already taken by companies like Supermicro. And um, from a customer's point of view, it's more of uh, understanding uh, the features that are required for them and how to enable them. I mean, mind you, the standard default feature set is itself is like, you know, rather uh, overwhelming. I mean, you're talking about the AI accelerators that is built in and the AVX, uh, um, you know, operations that is, uh, you know, improvement in performance and that, and the memory performance that is increasing. I think most of it is like uh, kind of given, you just take it, but uh, ultimately we also understand the devil is in details, right? So the partners that are actually taking this, they know best in terms of what the customers would be requiring and what kind of problem they are trying to solve. And our job is to make sure that we give an option for them to enable all this functionality so they can pick and choose what they want from it. So a lot of this, what you're talking about um, is in the AI realm. Um, what does that mean for those customers? Because a lot of this technology is, is brand new to them. And they it this may not be a new generation of them. It, it's possible it's a first generation because they're doing this for the first time. Um, so is that a good thing for them or is because they're not upgrading something else, they're diving in at the deep end right from the beginning? It's actually a great thing if you ask me. The reason being, they know uh, they have been working on this, but it's not called AI. It's not called uh, anything, any fancy name before. It's just the similar workloads are the same workloads. Now they can take it and using the uh, new extensions that is provided in the instruction set by Intel, if you are implementing in that, now you are getting much better acceleration of the same workloads. So in a way, uh, people can take advantage of it without having to break a bank and get a lot better performance. So it even makes more sense to adopt the new technology uh, because uh, the barrier to adopt it is actually being reduced uh, quite a bit. And most of these new processors and other platforms, uh, they are also going to support an external accelerator. You know, even if you take uh, something like a you know Xeon uh, data center, uh, you know, max series, or if you're talking about even the, uh, you know, scalable, um, uh, let's say GPU uh, that is coming from Intel, 
um, or, or even, uh, you know, NVIDIA and others, right? So you have an option to put those accelerators if the CPU is not good enough. But in most cases, I think they are more than happy with, they will be more than happy with the standard processor alone. So it's not going to be a major change for them uh, in adopting it. But if need be, that's the right thing because now we need to adopt to the changing conditions to bring value to the end user anyway. Okay. Is, is there a particular segment that you see benefiting more than any other? Um, the biggest change that we are seeing is uh, in, in terms of where the systems are going um, you know, towards the edge and how the form factors are changing. I mean, I know that uh, you know, this is uh, primarily around the Xeon scalable processor family, around the fourth generation Intel processor launch, but you just look at uh, what this processor is. It's a tip on the iceberg, right? So, I mean, I, I, I stopped counting the number of uh, options that uh, with Intel and Supermicro we are already providing for the embedded and edge product line, whether it is, um, you know, a fanless, uh, you know, uh, system going uh, to multi-node, short depth, uh, IP65 type of thing. And all these things, uh, if you are looking at the verticals point of view, each of them is going to uh, address certain verticals, right? Whether it's inferencing at the edge, whether it is... Uh, uh, talking about uh, data security, whether it is, uh, you know, industrial workloads uh, uh, and uh, uh, surveillance. I mean, if you think about 50, 60 different uh, applications that, you know, you can easily find even on the Intel solutions page and Supermicro is actually in pretty much every one of them. And uh, what I see is that um, it is just taking it to the next level. So if you think about all the things that people are already doing, how do we make sure that we are making it, we are gonna make it ready for future for the next several years? How do we make it future proof? How do we ensure that the platform is uh, big enough and powerful enough in terms of uh, taking the new upcoming workloads in addition to what they are doing already, being able to support virtualization and few other things that are going to be used. So um, I don't necessarily need to pinpoint a specific vertical, but anything that requires a high amount of compute and uh, accelerators, uh, that are happening at the edge, I think this is going to be a fantastic solution for that. I happen to agree with you, um, which which I don't like to do because it doesn't make it that interesting, but I do agree with you, so <laughs> very good. Thank you, Vic. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Um, you know, glad to be here. And again, you can one can visit Supermicro, www.supermicro.com. We have, I think, uh, enough uh, materials on this one especially focusing on the embedded edge and whatnot, uh, that, that puts even the, you know, let's say most exciting guy uh, in a challenged in terms of like you know, what, what would come. But then we are here more than uh, happy to help in terms of guiding the people in the right direction to pick the right platform. Awesome. Thanks again. That was Vic Malayala and Iron Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day. Bye.